0: Welcome back to Consuming the Craft podcast with a quick booze bit for today. With me is John Leider, and we're going to try uh, some mead that you found, that you've discovered that you brought in. Mjød. Mjød. From Denmark. This is one of, I know, your favorite meaderies. Mm -hmm. We've tried Viking blood and we've tried some of their other offerings, but this one in particular is a Nordic honey wine with ginger and hops. And that would be meth Methaglin. Okay. Methaglin. So a, a hopped or spiced-herbed mead would be falling under the varietal of methaglin. Mm-hmm. You you passed the pop quiz. No, <laughs> thank you. And if it was a fruited mead, it would be a melomel. and then they, some of these have specific names depending on the fruits or mm-hmm. spices that are added to them.
1: And I think a mead is one of the growing...
0: Uh, categories, for I would, sure. Yeah, to me, you know, with new students coming in and, and other students, you know, learning about from honey beverages and seeing things on TV where, where meat is referenced, I think that they're we've actually had to talk more about it, I think mm-hmm. in the last couple of years than we have ever had in the past. Now the students have Which, always made mead when they're here. Mm-hmm. But it's it, there's more interest in it because of the growth in that in that market, which I enjoy because it's kind of close to my heart. Well, you are Danish, so yeah. am I actually? Yeah, by Norwegian, <laughs> Danish, Danish and Swedish. Yeah. So, so you've, uh, you know, you brought this in, and, and I hadn't had this one yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very. Nor, nor have I. Yeah. So I'm very curious to try it. So go ahead and take a sip. All right. All right. I, what I'm smelling in. I get a little bit of that ginger in the nose. Uh, I'd be really curious to try to figure out what hop varietal they used. Because mm. it just says hops added, and I don't know where, when, or how they added the hops. Drinking this in my Camp Snoopy <laughs> cup. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing but the highest quality for the booze bits today. But this is from the Dansk Mioid. Uh, or I'm sure I'm just destroying that language right now. But Yeah, you are. But. Um, But that being said, it is 19% alcohol. It is based on a recipe from the 1700s. It comes in a uh, like a masonry type bottle. It's a what do you what do you taste? It's ceramic ceramic. Yeah, Yeah. It's ceramic bottle. These are are wonderful bottles.
1: If you want to uh, reuse those bottles uh, for stuff. Mm. Uh, So very sweet. It's a sweet mead. It's definitely not a dry mead. I would say
0: semi-sweet. I don't think it's yeah. cloyingly sweet. I think there's no, a... No, 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 it's, no. No, no, There's a balance between them. Mm-hmm. The ginger comes on a little later for me. It's very pleasant. I'm not even picking up the hops, to be honest. I'm not getting... There's not like a... I, so what makes me think is they didn't... Uh, I summarized the alpha acids. They were just looking for the aromatics of the hops. Yeah. And who knows how... Which is
1: kind of a shame because that uh, isomerization would help balance this out. A balance a bit. the sweetness a hundred percent,
0: definitely. So they they you know they would be actually boil a little bit of it with hops and then add it to the ferment. If I would say anything, it'd probably
1: be more of a noble hop. Yeah, yeah. Because you get you get a little
0: bit of that. Uh, spiciness I, peppery spice yeah, almost. yeah but i think that some of that heat is coming from the the ginger, the ginger yeah. which which those two flavors really blend together yeah when you're talking about those two flavors and i get a little bit of floral it's it's not a lot but that could be coming from the honey too yeah the varietal if it's clover or some other varietal type of honey it's not a clear one no 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 there's there's an uh, granted
1: we're we didn't chill this mm-mm. and and typically with a with a
0: mead like this, I would have it a
1: little little bit bit cool. Yeah. A little bit colder.
0: Kind of like a white wine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Room temperature is what we're drinking it at just to try to do sensory analysis on it. You know, after that second sip, it's not as sweet. Yeah. I think I, I wouldn't say that it's, you know, sweet by any stretch of the way. This is really nice. I think the flavor in there is quite balanced actually. Now that I had that second, uh, little bit of orange in there too. Yeah.
1: You get that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, which makes me believe that they used some noble hops and maybe, now probably still just noble hops. Yeah, like zats or something. I'd be real
1: curious as to what type of honey, because with mead, uh, your
0: honey makes makes the flavors mm-hmm. in it. You know, well, and the yeast as well. I mean, the the varietal of yeast, yeah, is the, off, the offshoots yeah, yeah. of the metabolism there. But yeah. I. I'm really pretty impressed with this. I've been impressed with every meat I've had from this company, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't think I was gonna not like this one, but I was very curious to see where the hot bitterness would come I, in to come into play but i don't taste any of that i totally think this sucks and that the rest of that <laughs> bottle
1: needs to come over here towards me
0: oh oh does it now oh does it <laughs> so yeah, that you don't have to drink i the 40th sip is going to be different than the 27 oh definitely yeah no, yeah no. you got that going for you which is but this is really interesting and i think that there is a revival in mead a couple i mean there's been a couple of TV shows that have brought it back to the forefront. Uh, uh, to the ones of game of thrones and yeah, yeah, yeah. vikings yeah those have been talked about before i think that there uh there was even a local meadery in town for a while um you know trying to showcase their wares yes
1: yeah, so it's still not there
0: uh from what i understand it closed uh, I, I don't know if they weathered the covid un- storm that's very unfortunate yeah and i know there's other people uh wineries <laughs> and in other uh, places in town dabbling and making well, meat. I know so, that the honey
1: itself is is very expensive these days because of the hive collapse and yeah, the uh, things bee, like yeah. that. It's just very difficult to get honey, and honey is very expensive. In fact, I think I read something, and and this is like conspiracy theory or something. Oh, here we go. there, there there's more honey out there
0: than the bees can produce. Oh, I'm pretty sure. So where is against... that's coming from? Well, I'm high fructose corn syrup yeah and I, I mean there's probably you I know it. that but and there's a great documentary actually on netflix about honey yeah and about people um uh, faking it like you gotta, you gotta like, fake it till you make yeah, it right it. so they're they're actually faking honey and then selling mm-hmm. it um which is just shady as all good I mean, yeah. bees are so important to the pollination and the fact that we have all these beautiful fruits and vegetables that are yeah. available and it's just all of the thing buckwheat i mean all of these things um, you know, yields are so much higher with 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 bees when it comes yeah. to a lot of these fruits and vegetables. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, with honey, the
1: the source of that honey, like here locally, sourwood is one of the big ones.
0: Damn, and it's such a different. Yeah. We've made meat out of sourwood honey. Yeah. It's
1: so good, and it, it uh, there's so many different sources. Uh, that gives your mead so many different flavors. Yeah.
0: Uh, one Another one that I mentioned, buckwheat. We, yeah. did, we did that to experiment last
1: semester. Yeah. Remember when I brought the, the samplers of yes. different honeys yes. in? Yes. And you had all these different
0: honeys from all over the place? A, a couple that I had never even heard of uh, yeah. uh, fireweed, thistleweed, or, uh, it was a Japanese. Was a Japanese fireweed or Japanese? I can't remember I off the top of my head now. It had like marshmallow flavor to it. Yeah. It was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And then there was avocado. You brought in avocado honey, and I'd never had it before. Yep. How cool was that? That was... There was like a creaminess to the mouthfeel. That was there. delish. It really, really was good. And there's yeah. so many... That, okay. You go back to like the, the nerdy jargon to it. It's the terroir, if you will, of the mm-hmm. honey. And so it's interesting to see... Uh, you know, with a, with a slow cold fermentation process, how that, how those aromatics can be captured and then and then brought through in through yep. to the meats. So, and they do, they do translate into the final product. Yeah. And they should. For sure. They should, they, they, they <coughs> should be there. And if, you know, quality meat should have a very clean flavor and it's the water, well, water, we, we talk about water all the time, but water is also very, very important. Making sure it's free of, uh, chlorine or, you know, any harsh. Flavors and metals and yeah. all sorts of stuff. You need to. So this is a, this is another product that you can play around with.
1: Yeah, just like hops and just like barley and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, to play around with the different flavors that your raw materials um, give you, and that's that's one of the key things of being. A a brewmeister, or I hate that term. You know that I know.
0: I do too. (laughs) No one's mastered it. No,
1: nobody's. Amazer ever? Amazer?
0: Amazer is a mead maker or wine. What? what, What's a wine? A winemaker, enologist. Really? It's just winemaker, (laughs) not brewmaster. (laughs) Wine master? I don't know. I don't know. Anologist analogist or analogy is the study. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> <coughs> so, so culture would be the study of growing grapes. Yeah. So
1: uh, there's there's some real interesting flavors you can get out of the different types of mead. Um,
0: well, and then it, that's just, you know, honey. Yeah. Just and then different pe- types of honey. Yeah. yeah. And then when yeah. people start adding fruits or vegetables or spices and herbs yeah. and all of the the combinations that are just absolutely infinite. Yeah. Um, you can really get some very very interesting flavors coaxed out. Uh, and I think that they' with the revival in meat and people getting more uh, you know excited about it, mm-hmm. I talked to a student that I gave a tour yesterday who was like, I'm interested in mead. It wasn't beer. it wasn't wine, it wasn't spirits. Their focus mm-hmm. was on meat and I was like that that is that's new yeah like we, we have had students, you know, historically, like, we're very, very interested in beer. And then, you know, it started to split up between beer and spirits. And then we've had uh, students occasionally interested in uh, kind of the wine side of things. And then this particular student uh, for our fall cohort was like, I'm really interested in mead. Mm-hmm. And so I think that with a few meaderies popping up, you know, within a couple counties of us mm-hmm. and, and some of the wineries and some of the uh, the places here dabbling in, uh, in a mead, it's interesting to see what kind of flavors they're going to be able to coax out of a yeah. product. It's yeah. expensive. You you mentioned it. Honey is expensive. Yeah, and we need to support the people making honey because we need bees. Yes, we do. They are the bees knees. Yes, they are. And and <clears throat> uh,
1: just like you know the flavors going into beers or uh, liquors or whatever, you have the same thing with with mead uh, acid blends. You know I. I personally like to use tea as
0: as part of that acid free, blend, free acid, tannic acid, yeah, free amino nitrogen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get a, a, yeah. a nice a, so, a little bit more astringency to balance out some of the sweetness. So I'll use some Earl
1: Grey that also gives you a little bergamot a, oil. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, to give it kind of like a little kick in there. Well, it, um, but you've got all these different things you can play around with.
0: I, I'm going to put this out in the ether because I shouldn't do this, but at one point you gave me a bottle Mm -hmm. of of mead Mm -hmm. it was a 10 year old mead that you had made and you found it you discovered it in your basement it was in a bottle and uh michael michael is my son's name Mm -hmm. and that mead should be called michael <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so i won the i won the lottery as as it because that's that's what they say about mean makers yeah yeah it, yeah if you know hun, the honeymoon thing yeah well it, it, you give you give a mead to uh to, to yeah, honeymooners yeah. newlyweds and uh if nine months later there's a there's a little bambino,
0: yeah. uh, then, you're a good mead maker. Yeah. Well, it's. Oh, uh, I, I'm honored. It, yeah. I always tell people I walk past her in the kitchen, but I walked past her in the kitchen after after we opened up that ten year old mead and it was just, it was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. That, it really, really was well done. I mean, you, well, it was only ten years old because it was so hot. It was, that means I, uh, I had to put it up to let it. Uh, but I don't think it. I think it was probably a little older than that. Even by the time you found it, and maybe, gave me a bottle. Maybe I don't know because there wasn't a lot of headspace for it to really age that much. I mean, yeah. it was. It was so good. Yeah. It was really, really yeah. phenomenal. But I won't tell anybody that you made it because there's no way I'll give you credit for that. Um, I, I love making mead. You do. You enjoy it. And, it, it. and for those of the you that want to get uh, involved in mead making, it is uh, it's honey, water, and yeast. Now there are tricks uh, to make it uh, more palatable. There's tricks to make it uh, the fermentation be a little bit more congruent and less off yeah. flavors being being formed. But you know, all that stuff can be, uh, be learned. Yep. And certainly we would happy happy to help folks here. Yep. Um, in, and to learn those techniques. So that's another podcast for another day. Yep. But uh, thanks for bringing this meat in. Yes. And anytime you want to bring more meat in, we'll just pretend like we need to do a podcast and we, we'll be able to drink it. And hey, thank you. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, greatest uh, things we've done is start this podcast so we have another excuse to drink at work so cheers to you it's, it's for the kids it's for the children's children uh cheers no, wait, to you wait, no we can't say that Cheers to you and another uh, great semester. And thank you for Danny McConnell uh, from McConnell Farms for sponsoring the podcast, Taste the Way You Remember. Thanks, Danny, for everything you do for us in the podcast. Uh, Thank you for uh, everybody at AB Tech for supporting this crazy idea of starting a podcast for the Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast. Uh, We hope to hear from everybody soon. If you're looking to try to get a hold of me, uh, contact me at J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-M-I-R-V-I-N at abtech.edu i'd be happy to help anybody out or answer their questions uh, or if i don't know the answer the guy right across from me will what's, what's your digits my digits are zero zero seven Away. <laughs> everybody have a great day cheers